Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hiya, folks. You're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 197 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on June the 8th, 2020. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, what's going on, my friend? Nothing. You ready to start our tour today? Let's do it. I got Let's... my walking shoes on. Absolutely. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. We want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. We got news this week, but like I'm like stressed at the news this week. Not because it's bad news, but mostly because I'm like, we got to get a lot of time for our world tour to begin. Right. So the world tour. Right. It's it's like this news is almost annoying to me. Like, get out of here, news. Um, we need like 2020. It'll be the first good 2020 thing. That'll right. Be 2020 Two Men in the Mouse World Tour t-shirt. Exactly. Oh, I would love that. We should have, totally have like a t-shirt shop. Uh, if I had the ability to like like do art. I would totally do that. I know. Why are we so not artistic? Yeah, I know. Like, like aggressively not artistic, I would say. We should have like a drawing competition just to see how bad it really is. Between you and me? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you might win that one. No, I'm terrible. Everyone thinks I have a comic book store. You must be great. I can't draw anything. I'm like, but does everyone think that like a comic book store owner is like, is is like a failed artist? Yep. That's like, wow. I've never heard that stereotype before. And that's a real thing. People like, come in all the time, and they're like, "Oh, like maybe you could draw." And I'm like, "Oh no, I do." <laughs> I'm I just read a, comics. I'm just a nerd. I have never put a pen to a page <laughs> with with the with the intent of creation. Uh, okay, so the news this week is brought to you by our good friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, or a Universal Orlando vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Now. Dave made a great post in our Facebook discussion group, which okay. is facebook.com slash group slash two men in the mouse. So apparently all the Dave and his travel agent friends were all invited to go to Universal this week um, to like tour it around so they can like, you know, talk it up and whatnot. Um, so Dave couldn't go because his dad was turning 90 years old. So, you know, happy birthday, Papa Weikert. Awesome. Love um, and so his travel agent buddies took a like a cutout photo of Dave on like on like a popsicle stick called Flat Dave <laughs> and like brought it around and took pictures of it around Universal. He was like it was like he was Morty Monster. Oh that's awesome. Uh like yeah like we, I, we did do that one year. My daughter's uh project when she was in school and we was were to going carry to around a picture of Dave Weikert around Disney. That's a weird almost, school project. Almost it was to carry around a flat Abbey. She had to draw herself and we carried her around, and we got pictures with characters. Oh, okay. Cool. See, that that's cool. Not as cool as Flat Dave Weikert, but... No, no. All right. Was it actual height, Dave Weikert? That's the question. Oh, no. That would have been like... like. Could you imagine carrying that around? Dave's like eight feet tall. Right. Anyway, ready to dive into the news this week? Let's dive. What are we doing talking about Flat Dave Weikert when we got all this show to get to? Like, like we're wasting all this time. 
And I'm wasting time talking about it now. Worldwide news this week. Uh, cast members are being recalled to work, according to the 727 Walt Disney World Cast Member Union. All right. Uh, workers are being recalled to the restaurant locations beginning June 14th. Uh, DVC properties begin a reopening on June 22nd, and it is likely that the, that the, the list I'm about to read represents all of the restaurants that will be operating on reopening. Elsewhere, Disney has resumed some of its smaller construction projects, such as work on the Transportation and Ticket Center arrival area, the Grand Floridian walkway to the Magic Kingdom. Yes, finish that. Uh, and Cinderella, and the Cinderella Castle painting. It's all restarted as of, uh, this week. Perfect. <clears throat> or last week, I believe. So, food and beverage cast members are being recalled on June 14th for Animal Kingdom, Sanaa, Mara, and the, and the Magi, or Magi, I don't know how to say that, Boardwalk, Chattoria al Forno, That's, that one I know how to say because there I'm, you go. I'm Italian, uh, Pizza Window, that really, that's the name of the Pizza Window, is just Pizza <laughs> Window? Well, it's like when they made Dinosaur, Dinosaur. Right. Let's just go with something simple. Well, and the bakery is apparently just called Bakery, because the last one on here is Bakery. There you go. Uh, contemporary is going to be the wave, dot, 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 of contemporary flavors. Um, have you ever eaten at the wave? I have not. I've had the breakfast buffet there. Quite good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, and the Contempo Cafe. So I guess they're not opening up any of like the um, California Grill and stuff like that right away. Uh, Disney Springs, uh, Deluxe Burger, and Amaret's Patisserie. Fort Wilderness, P&J's Takeout, and the Meadows Snack Bar. Noticeably ab- absent here is uh, Trails End, which is my favorite breakfast buffet. Uh, Grand Floridian is the Grand Floridian Cafe in Gasparilla. Old Key West is Olivia's and Goods to Go. Polynesian, Kona Cafe, Captain Cook's, and Pineapple Lanai. That means we're going to be able to get those uh, those pulled pork nachos again very soon. And right. a Dole Whip. You can get a Dole Whip now before the park's open, which I think a lot of people should go do. You just can't go to Ohana. You just can't go to Ohana, now. Um, Riviera Resort, uh, Topolino's, Primo, P- Pimo, Primo Piatto, and Le Petit Café, uh, Saratoga Springs, Artist Palette and Paddock, Wilderness Lodge, Whispering Canyon and Roaring Fork, and Yacht and Beach Club, Beaches and Cream, and the Beach Club Marketplace. Beaches and Cream, you can go get that, uh, kitchen sink. And then not eat for a week. Have you ever tried to tackle no. the kitchen sink? I tackled it with a group of, like, nine. No, no interest. Really. Yeah, no, I tackled it with a big group. Like, but you know, like it was, it, it stunk because like some people, like you can't see what you're scooping up. Yep. So like some people that like don't like mint chocolate chip ice cream got mint chocolate chip ice cream in their scoop. So, well, you want a party, you gotta just that's be open true. For it's, it. it's a roll of the dice. Housekeeping cast members have been recalled for June 14th at Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Boardwalk Contemporary Resort. Fort Wilderness, the Grand Floridian, Old Key West, Polynesian Village Resort, Riviera Resort, Saratoga Springs, the Wilderness Lodge, and the Yacht and Beach Club. Um, so restaurant reopening. We have some information here. I know this is a big thing for you because you love your meals. I do. Right. Face coverings will be required for each guest ages two and up, which must be worn in all public areas, including while entering and exiting dining locations. They can, however, be removed while you're eating and drinking. So... You don't have to eat around your mask, thankfully. Oof. Now, does that mean when I sit down at the table, I can take it off? Yes, I believe so. Right. At least that's what I would do. That's what I did when I was at Disney Springs. Okay. Um, in-park dining reservations are not available, but will resume at a later date. When in-park dining initially becomes available, you'll need a valid park admission and reservation for park entry and a dining reservation to dine, to dine at an in-park table service restaurant. 
Dining reservations do not guarantee admission to the park. Uh, at this time, Disney dining plans cannot be added to reservations. Menus will be shared in ways to minimize contact. At quick service restaurants, menus will be displayed on signage. And at table service restaurants, you can scan a code with your mobile device that will allow you to access the digital menu. Okay, I like that. Character dining will not be offered during the initial reopening, with the exception of a modified character dining experience at Topolino's Terrace, Flavors of the Riviera at Disney's Riviera Resort. So that is going to be the only character dining location available when things reopen. Huh. I wonder why there. I don't know. Probably because it's newer. Maybe. I don't know. Dinner shows will not be offered during the initial reopening, so no hoop de doo Dining locations will be limited in capacity. Some locations will remain temporarily closed. And private dining and in-room delivery will not be offered during the initial initial reopening wave. So that means no pizza delivery. Right. Have we ever, we've talked about this, I'm sure, but I don't remember your answer. Did you ever order a pizza to your room? No. I've done it. Well. I did it, and I did it before I lived here. I did it when I was just vacationing. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And I ended up getting a free pizza because, like, I left the pizza, like, in the box on, like, the table because I'm weird and I like room temperature pizza. Yeah, uh, I remember this. They threw it out. They threw it out. The ho- housekeeping threw it out. And so I was like, hey, where's my pizza? And they were like, here's a free pizza. I was like, oh, okay, don't throw it out this time. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm not a big pizza person to begin with. I don't really like cheese. Of course. As a matter of fact, I had pizza recently within the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I told my wife yesterday I'm good for 2020. No more pizza. No more pizza for you? Yeah. Uh, resort news. We got some resort news. Resort reopening information. The confirmed reopening list for June 22nd include Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort, uh, Boulder Ridge Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Copper Creek Villas and Cabins at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas, uh, Disney's Beach Club Villas. Um, <clears throat> it should be noted Stormalong Bay will not be available at Disney's Beach Club. That's just crazy. Yep. Uh, Disney's Boardwalk uh, Villas, which also include Trattoria Al Forno, Pizza Window, Boardwalk Bakery, Leaping Horse Libations, and uh, Abracadabar. Um, Fort, um, Disney's Fort Wilderness, including P&J Southern Takeout, uh, Meadow Snack Bar, and Crockett's Tavern. Old Key West Resort, including Olivia's Cafe, Goods Food to Go, Gurgling Suitcase, Polynesian Villas, and Bungalows, including Kona Cafe, Captain Cook's Pineapple, and I Am the Barefoot Pool Bar. Disney's Riviera Resort, including Topolino's Terrace, Primo P- Piatio, Le Petit Cafe and Bar Riva, Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort, including the Artist Palette Paddock Grill on the Rocks Pool Bar, the villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort, including the Grand Floridian Cafe, Gasparilla Island Grill, Enchanted Rose, and Beaches Pool Bar. I've not been to the Enchanted Rose Lounge yet, but I've heard it's really nice. Uh, some notable things to be aware of. Disney is waiving its uh, change and cancellation fees up to the date of check-in for reservations with arrivals through October 3rd. Uh, <clears throat> guests who are entering a Disney Resort hotel will require a confirmed room reservation or a confirmed dining reservation for day guests. So you can't, it looks like you can't just like walk up to the hotel and be like, I want to like come here to eat food. Right. Online check-ins will be encouraged but not required. Masks will be required in all public areas except for swimming or dining for ages two and over. Staying in a resort hotel does not guarantee access to the parks from July 11th. Temperature screening may be in operation. Before the parks reopen, bus transportation will be available to Disney Springs and then to the parks once they open. Magical Express will be available. Minivan service will not be available. Bell services will deliver but um, will deliver luggage but will not escort guests. 
Club-level service will be unavailable. Resort airline check-in will be unavailable. Valet parking will not be available. Feature pools and fitness centers will be operating at reduced hours. Restaurants will not be operating any character dining. And the electrical water pageant will not be in service. Amenities and experiences not operating at any resorts include arcades, campfires, character experiences, dog parks, the electrical water pageant, marina rentals, pin trading, playgrounds, spas, salons, and the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique at Grand Floridian. Swan and Dolphin has extended its closure to the end of July. Now, Swan and Dolphin not owned by Disney, so this is, you know, par for, like, they make their own decision here. Uh, so a statement from Swan and Dolphin says... In order to better serve our guests during the temporary closure of Walt Disney World theme parks and hotels, the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin will close effective Tuesday, March 24th, 2020 at 12 p.m. Eastern through July 29th, 2020. Uh, for guests with existing reservations for any future arrival date, including reservations of prepaid rates that are typically more restrictive, we will allow full changes or cancellation without a charge up to 24 hours prior to arrival, as long as the change or cancellation is made by July 29th, 2020. Please note that any changes to existing reservations will be subject to availability and any end rate different and any rate differences uh, for guests making new reservations for any future arrival date, including reservations of prepaid rates from today until July 29, 2020. We will allow the reservation to be changed or canceled at no charge up to 24 hours before your scheduled arrival date. Please note that changes to the reservation will be subject to availability and any rate differences. Please note that this policy does not apply to travel associated with a group booking guests who book via blah, 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 blah. Okay. Thank you. Swan and dolphin. Uh, <laughs> Picture this this swan and this dolphin just like bloviating on to me about about policy, and I'm just like, why am I? Why take ten more minutes? Like, why 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 am I listening to you, Mister Dolphin, or you, Mister Swan? Uh, Disney Springs news. Don't they swan? Don't the swan and dolphin understand that we have a world tour to get to today? For reals. Disney Springs news. House of Blues has reopened. Um. So yeah. That's good. That's good. Available for both dining and takeout operating hours are Monday to Friday, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday to Sunday, 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Once Upon a Toy has also just reopened. Now, it was not open when I was in Disney Springs because I looked okay. to see for you, um, to, to, you know, but I was in Disney Springs the other day and or like toward early, like I believe last weekend. And um, it was pretty, pretty fun, pretty awesome. I was oh, able good. to get into World of Disney pretty much right away, um, and I was able to even like circle back later and not have to wait to get into World of Disney. Nice. Co-op was fine. Everything was fine. Just, you know, lots of things are still closed. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I was uh, I was happy with everything. I'm trying to remember I where I that. ate. Why don't I remember where I ate? I remember I, I went to Joffrey's in the morning. Oh, Morimoto Street Food. I got Morimoto Street Food. Those, oh, nice. those Asian sticky ribs are really, really good. Um, one thing that will not be reopening at Disney Springs will be the Pearl Factory. Now, that is the kiosk where you can choose an oyster and they open it up and you get the the pearl inside and you get it put in jewelry and whatnot. That is the first and at the moment only casualty of the closure of Disney Springs. It's yeah, just, really not opening up. Yeah, it is not coming back. <clears throat> Epcot news. This is our final bit of news for this week. Disney is recruiting cast members once more for the cultural representative program. Those are the cast members that work in uh, World Showcase around the various countries. They were all their contracts were all terminated and they were all sent home when Walt Disney World had to close. So when Epcot opens, it now looks like um, it will not have any cultural representative cast members. I get that for the time being. Yeah. So all of the countries will be operated by local cast members. 
Right. I mean, uh, listen, I, for right now, I totally understand. I mean, I get it, too, especially because international travel, I don't think is possible at the moment. Right. So, yeah. Uh, the cultural representative program is a 12-month work experience located at Walt Disney World Resort near Orlando, Florida. Participants have the opportunity to share the unique culture and customs of their country with guests while working different frontline Guest-facing roles, participants must authentically represent one of the countries or regions we have recreated in look and feel at Walt Disney World Resort. That's according to the job summary. Countries and regions represented are Canada, China, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Morocco, Norway, Southeast Asia, including India, Indonesia, and Thailand, the Sub-Saharan, Sub-Saharan Africa, Botswana, Lesotho, Malawi, and Mozambique, uh, Namibia, Rwanda, South Africa, Swaziland, Tanzania, Uganda, Zambia, and Zimbabwe, and the United Kingdom. I felt like Yakko Warner there, like an Animaniacs, in like <laughs> United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuban, Caribbean, Cleveland, El- uh, Cleveland. Why did I say Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland, El Salvador, too. Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still. Ugh, I did. I I did this song for '90s karaoke recently. Oh, it's awesome. And. uh but I didn't say Cleveland. I don't know why I said Cleveland as a country. Uh, okay. Um, so they're now accepting applications for positions that could start between January and June of 2021. So not only do we have no cultural representatives when it opens up, we're not going to have any for a while. So Again, that, makes sense right it, now. Oh, it makes total sense. I, I completely get it. I don't fault Disney at all for that. Right. I'm not going to sit there and complain that, you know, my waiter in uh, Le Cellier wasn't authentically Canadian. You know, I mean, really, it's one of those things that, and, and you know, I like having like all the representation there. So when we do get it back, it'll be something we appreciate even more. Absolutely. Know? And that is the news this week. Killed it. Yep. We sped through it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network. And we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier? Makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. 
You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends on his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey. And renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. Hello, humans! My name is Morty Monster, and I'm... uh, Well, I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the Monster World, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you. I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! This is Bill Farmer and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Welcome to the Two Men and the Mouse Walt Disney World Tour. 
This is going to be a multi-part series exploring the ins and outs of the most magical place on Earth. We want to give you a guided walking tour that you can listen to, to plan for, and get excited for your Disney trip. If you wanted to, you could even listen to this information while you walk around the parks. I would recommend listening to the, you know, ambient sound music and, and whatnot and being present, not listening to us. But you know what? To each their own. I'm not going to tell you how to do your Disney trip. I'm yeah, not going to go do it. it. Uh, we're going to start at the very beginning, taking you to the very first ever Walt Disney World Park. And that is the Magic Kingdom, which opened on October the 1st, 1971. So we asked you guys where you wanted to start off. And overwhelmingly, I think it was like over 70 or 80 votes to like four votes. You guys wanted to start. Um, have your tour start from the beginning and go to the end. And that's why we are starting our world tour on Main Street, USA. So and just so everyone knows, while Kevin is doing this, he is holding up a flag. So everyone who's following the tour can see him. Even right. If you're farther back in the crowd. Feel free to chant in Portuguese if the if the mood takes you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we are transporting to Main Street, USA now. But we are going to start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Um, when you read, you begin with ABC. When you go to Disney, you start with TTC. Come on, I that like was good. That, that, that was, was pretty good. I did not write that. That was off the top of my head. I could tell. I know. You I, You saw my good. face light up when I got the... You're very happy. I like it. <laughs> um, so we are starting at the TTC, the parking lot. We're going to cover all the possible ways that you can enter Main Street USA, since this is a guided tour, and I want to cover everywhere that you can possibly come from. Uh, right. So, we arrive at the, tomor- that the Transportation and Ticket Center, also known as the TTC. You arrive and you're going to park in one of two parking lots, either Heroes or Villains. Now, the Heroes lots are Woody, Aladdin, Simba, Peter Pan, Rapunzel, and Mulan. The Villains lots are Zerg, Jafar, Scar, Hook, Ursula, and Cruella. You then take the parking tram to the actual TTC, or just walk it if you're parked in Zerg. Uh, yeah, Zerg is like so close to. That's also where handicap parking is. Right. And um, I believe it's Jafar and Aladdin are the two uh, where if you pay for um, the the express parking or the the whatever they call it, the premium parking, the preferred, the parking. preferred parking. That's where you park. Right. <clears throat> Which with Jafar, I feel like it's worth it because it's an easy walk. With Aladdin, it's a bit more of a walk. Um. So, from the uh, parking trams, which they do sell a toy of, I think that's pretty cool if they sell a toy of the parking trams. Well, it's kind of like a ride. Yeah, it totally is. It's for, it's the first ride you go on, and I think it's actually one of the faster rides you'll go on, because it travels at like 19 or 20 miles per hour, and um, you know, Space Mountain is only 25 miles an hour. Right, I mean, you're not strapped into this one. Exactly, no, you're sliding all over the place. Well, no, not really, but you know, you can. Uh, and if you get a really good uh, like person on the back that's doing the announcements, it can be really fun. If you, you you know, conversely, if you get a really bad person on the back, it's not so fun. Right. And typically, they will also remind you at this point where you parked, just in case you forgot to look. Don't forget to look, please, folks. Don't. Please take a picture. We yes. all have phones with capabilities of taking a zillion pictures. Don't forget. There's nothing worse than when you're walking into the park. And you just suddenly realize that, like, you forgot to look for where you're parked. Yeah. Oof. I'm speaking from personal experience here, if you can't tell. 
not fun. Remember when you were on the phone with me when I was coming out of Hollywood Studios and I didn't remember where I was parked yeah. and you were like, oh, yeah. so I'm like explaining Galaxy's Edge to you because I'm leaving Galaxy's Edge for the first time, <laughs> but I'm also freaking out because I can't find my car and I'm getting super frustrated. <laughs> uh, it was a wonderful mixture of uh, joy and complete horror. Yes, absolutely. Um, so when you get off the, um, the parking tram, you are going to approach the bag check. This is where bag check is now in metal detectors. You go through there. There's also ticketing windows there if you have to buy any tickets. Now, when you walk in, you're going to go past various planters and a fence that has Disney characters on it, like Pooh Bear, Tigger, Piglet. Um, Now, tour buses also let off here, but not Disney buses. So if you're taking, like, a tour bus from your off-property resort, this is where it's going to let off to go to the Magic Kingdom. This is also uh, the Uber drop-off and pickup area. So if okay. you're if you're Ubering or taking a lift, you are still going to go to the TTC, um, both when you get here and when you leave, and that's the the area. And you could also get a, a Mirrors cab there, but don't do that because they're really expensive. Take an Uber. Um, <clears throat> now you have a choice: monorail or boat. What are you picking? Huh, I'm a, maybe I'm a monorail guy. See, I'm not. I'm a boat guy. I'm a, I mean, I get it, but I love the monorail. So there are two monorail options. You can go Express Monorail, which takes you. Uh, toward the Contemporary, so you're going around Seven Seas Lagoon counterclockwise, and that gets you... So you go through the Contemporary, and then you're at the Magic Kingdom. Now, the Resort Monorail will go clockwise, so you'll go to the Polynesian Village first, you go to Grand Floridian next, and then you'll go to the Magic Kingdom, and they will stop at each one. Uh, Whereas the Express Monorail does not stop in the Contemporary, it just goes through it. Now, the, uh, the, the ferry boat... I really love the ferry boat because it's a nice, slow, relaxing ride... Always go upstairs if you can. It's just a re- you get a nice breeze blowing. You get a great view of the resorts, and the resorts are the first thing I want to talk about because the resorts around the Seven Seas Lagoon are your first real uh, welcome to what you're going to experience in the Magic Kingdom. Because each resort that surrounds the Magic Kingdom is corresponding to a land of the Magic Kingdom. Have you ever realized this? Oh, you're right. Now, Contemporary Resort, that's Tomorrowland. Right. The Wilderness Lodge is reminiscent of the western frontier of Frontierland. The Polynesian Village Resort is uh, Adventureland. And the Victorian elegance of the Grand Floridian Resort is Main Street USA. Hmm, interesting. You never realize that. I, I never realized it either until like somebody pointed it out. Um, I will say that a lot of the information I've gotten here, I did a lot of research for this uh, through various websites. Uh, big help was Lou Mangiello's walking tours of Walt Disney World, which are really great. They're, you know, they're older, so a lot of it's not as accurate anymore, but there's still a lot of really good historical information in there. Uh, so the, um, now when you're getting off of the ferry boat, you are walking down the ramp and then up the center to get to the touch points. If you are coming by resort launch boat, which can come from Fort Wilderness, can come from um, Wilderness Lodge, the uh, Polynesian Village or the Grand Floridian, you're pretty much just going to go straight up the middle. And if you're coming from the monorail, you just come down the the ramp and straight up the middle. If you're coming from bus, but from the buses, you're going to have to go through security uh, when you get there. So you go through the big. They have a new security checkpoint there for bus people, and then you just walk right up. You're right by where guest relations is, and then you're right at the touch points. If you're coming by resort launch, also resort boat, you also have to go through the. Um, uh, security right there. 
Now, if you're coming from Resort Monorail, whether that be the Contemporary, the Polynesian Village, or the Grand Floridian, you're going to go through security at the resort, which is actually, I thought that was going to be a nightmare. No, it's, it's awesome. It's really not. It, it's I did really that last not. trip a couple times, and I'm like, ooh, this is like the, my, almost my preferred way to do it. Well, there's never a lot of people, and it moves super no. quick. Super, yeah, super quick. Yeah, it's great. We were there. We walked. We were in... We had gone to Chef Mickey's. So, I mean, when I tell you there was no one there, there was no one there. We right. just, like, went through and now the, the monorail. The only other way to get to the Magic Kingdom, you can walk from Disney's Contemporary Resort. And when you do that, you go through the um, the security checkpoint that the bus people go through. Right. Now, I'm wondering what's going to happen for people that walk from the Grand Floridian when the, when the walking path is complete. I'm assuming there's going to have to be another security checkpoint there. Yeah. I think there's, you know what? I think they're already building it because I noticed by the boat launch there was some construction, and I've always wondered what that was. I'm like, now I'm realizing that's probably a new security place. All right, so as you approach the touch points, a few things to notice. First of all, there's a will call booth. There's like a little small booth that was formerly the walk around the world brick booth, which the, those bricks started selling in 1994 and were sold until they were sold out in 2000. Uh, they were guaranteed to last for 10 years, and folks, those 10 years are up because they are currently, as we speak, being pulled out. Uh, they guess, made it more than 10 years. Yeah, no, they made it a lot more than 10 years. Even if you bought it in at, in 2000, you got double your yep. money's worth because they're Can't just... Beat that. Yeah. Uh, guest relations is also off to the side, so if you're having an issue with your ticket or you have any questions, you can go to guest relations. That is the... Of all the guest relations locations, that one's probably my least favorite. Huh. It's out in the what? sun. It's out in the sun. Okay. It's it's always mobbed. You're right, and like I hate it. I I've hate only used it, it once. You're right, and I I distinctly remember it being crazy sunny. The only now, if you have a valid theme park admission, folks, and and you can wait to go to guest relations till you're inside. Wait till you get inside. Yep. Don't go to that one. Or if you know you have to go to guest relations, go to um, the one in Disney Springs, like the night before, or something like that, or any other one that you might you know be able to find because this is the, this one is the absolute worst i hate it uh the only times i've ever had to go is like if there's an issue with my annual pass or, like i forgot to switch my car to my monthly payments and whatnot uh and i'm always really annoyed whenever i have to go over there so then you go through the touch points what would you say is like your top like touch point etiquette huh i don't know what do you mean for me it's just be as efficient as humanly possible of course. Yep. Don't stop to chit-chat with the cast members. Like, nope. you know, hi, how are you? Oh, you're going to have a magical day, whatever. But, I mean, like, you are scanning that, and you are putting your finger on the pad, and you are going. Now, like, for me, I typically like to take my daughter and put her in front of me just because I want to, like, make sure hers goes smoothly. Right? You don't want to have a kid coming in behind you. You're walking through. Of course. So I make her, like, you know, tap up, and then... You know, I go tap up also. But, I mean, it's inevitable. You're going to have some problems. You know, sometimes it goes blue. It doesn't go green. Right. So that's why you got to just kind of try and get right through. I get so stressed out when it goes blue. I know. I, it always happens to my son. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. So, some people bad. have, like, something with their fingers where the biometric scan just doesn't like them. It's really weird. Um, okay, so... When you go through the touch points, you've got the Mickey flower head right in front of you, which I love that they change that out all of throughout yeah, various points of the year. Uh, Christmas time, it's poinsettias. You know, like they always change it for the season. Now that is going to be right underneath the Walt Disney World Railroad Station, which is which states that the Magic Kingdom has an elevation of 108 feet and a population of 600 million. On on top of the train station, you'll see a sign with Walt Disney's name that says "Keeping Dreams on Track." 
Walter E. Disney, chief engineer. Love so that is, if you were going to consider Main Street USA the opening credits of the show that you're about to experience, that is the first moment that you get your opening credits, is you see this train station with Walt Disney's name first. Because, you know, Walt Disney presents the Magic Kingdom. You know, it's... Perfect. It's perfect. It's absolutely... So now the story begins. And as I said, the Magic Kingdom is a story. And if you go through the Magic Kingdom in a certain way, it tells you an actual narrative story. And a lot of people don't realize this. Main Street USA is the opening credits of our show. It is the ideal American town at the turn of the century. Because very much so, um, the story of the Magic Kingdom is the settling of the United States and its growth and exploration and what may come in the future. So it's like you're seeing this and then you're flashing back to start the story in Fantasyland. So the way to do it to follow the story, and that's the way we're going to do this tour, is Main Street USA, Fantasyland, Liberty Square, Frontierland, Adventureland, Tomorrowland. Okay, so there is a brass plaque right by the do you go right or do you go left when you enter the magic kingdom which one do you go uh, to you know it depends because typically i want a picture in the front first right. so sometimes the crowd dictates which way you go i typically go to the left okay i don't know why i just typically do so that's the way we're going on this one as you go through the tunnel you'll notice that as you cross into main street the lights will dim and then get brighter because this is a transition it's a transition like it would be in a, in a film where, you know, you fade out from one scene and you fade into another scene. Right. There's also signs in the tunnel leading into the Magic Kingdom, leading into the Magic Kingdom of all the various attractions you're going to see, like whether it's be Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, Splash Mountain, Happily Ever After. These are the coming attractions that you're seeing before the show starts. And some of the most famous Disney attraction poster art. Of all, of all time. time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I have one. The, uh, there's a brass plaque above the entranceway that says, Here you leave today and enter the worlds of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. So, into Main Street USA, you'll notice as you look down that the pavement actually changes color from gray to red. And that's because Walt Disney, the, the Disney Imagineers wanted you to walk the red carpet as the show begins. Uh, so... I don't know how to tell you guys, Main Street USA is supposed to be a fictionalized version of Walt's old hometown, Marceline, Missouri, where he lived for about four years as a child. It is kind of turn of the century. You know, I think Walt described it as the horse car to the gas car, the oil lamp to the electric lamp. Uh, but it was also described by Walt Disney as the crossroads of an era. Everyone's hometown, the heartline of America. That was obviously speaking about the one in Disneyland. Right. Because Walt never saw the one in Walt Disney World. Um, now, the... There is a Main Street USA in Disneyland, but this one is pretty different because it actually has a New England influence, uh, whereas Disney World is a lot more Midwestern. That's as far as architecture Definitely. goes. Uh, do you notice the difference? Because you've been to both oh, yeah. by habit. What yeah, would... yeah. I mean, listen, the, the the scale is the thing you you notice the most. I mean, Main Street in Orlando is like, ooh, it's like huge. Like, you got to walk to go. I mean, Main Street does not have that enormity in Disneyland. Oh, really? It's It's smaller. Well, I mean, the park is just smaller in general. Smaller Main Street, smaller castle, smaller park. Right. Right. Uh, so, the um, now everything you're going to see, speaking of, of, of Main Street being small, the buildings may look tall to you, but they're actually not nearly as tall as, the, as you want to believe that they are because they're built with something called force perspective, which as the building gets taller, the dimensions of everything get smaller. So windows, you know, 
balconies, uh, just dimensions of everything get smaller as it goes up so that it gives the impression of being taller than it actually is. The, the biggest um, force perspective uh, you know, example that you can have in here is Cinderella Castle, which is totally built with a lot of force perspective. Right, right. There's only one building in all of Main Street that is built to scale. Huh. Do you know which one? Firehouse? No. It which is uh, the Main Street Theater where you can meet Mickey. You want to know awesome. why? Because oh. if, it was, if it wasn't built to scale, you'd see the contemporary peeking over the top. Oh, there you go. It's a sightline thing. I love the sightlines. So that Main Street Central Square, Main Street's built around two central squares, the main hub of the Magic Kingdom and that first little square where you got the flagpole and everything. I love when you enter. You enter, you can't, you know, when you walk through the tunnel, you can't see Cinderella Castle yet. But then as you take that walk into the center, boom, there it is. And just what a, what an amazing, I can't even, is it like that in Disneyland too? Like you walk in, you can't see the castle. And then when you get into the center, you see a little dinky castle that looks pathetic that you can just kind of push over (laughs) if you try to. Uh, I mean, like, come on, Cinderella Castle is much more of a impressive sight. It is. It is as far as the Normandy. But I mean, if you ask my son, he he prefers Sleeping Beauty Castle. I I think a lot of people do. It's just Mm -hmm. there's a different kind of quaintness about it. I get it. I get it. Um, so then that was all, you know, intentional. The now Main Street USA also features lamps that were taken from Boston and Philadelphia. And as you go into the center, now sometimes it's in the center, sometimes it's off to the side. You have a statue of Minnie Mouse and Roy Disney. Have you ever, you've seen this statue, right? Of course. I love this statue. It's called Sharing the Magic. I call it Partners of the Partners. Um, and it is um, sometimes in the center, sometimes it's in front of the restroom area that's between City Hall and the fire station. But it was sculpted by Imagineer Blaine Gibson. Uh, who's a legendary Disney Imagineer, also sculpted the partner statue. So they were they were done by the same person. Now um, the uh, I have a I have a, a image here of the um, the dedication plaque for the Magic Kingdom. Okay, so the Magic Kingdom dedication plaque says Walt Disney World is a tribute to the philosophy and life of Walter Elias Disney and to the talents, the dedication, and the loyalty of the entire Disney organization that made Walt Disney's dream come true. May Walt Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place, a magic kingdom where the young at heart of all ages can laugh and play and learn together. Dedicated this 25th day of October, 1971, Roy O. Disney. I I love that. I always try to take a picture of that plaque. Do you take a picture of the plaque, or do you have too many pictures of the plaque? I don't take a picture of the plaque because they did a wonderful uh, recreation of the plaque that you could buy back in the day, oh? um, which I have in my house. So that's really cool. Where do you keep yeah. it? Uh, it's with all my Disney stuff in the basement. It has a little <laughs> place of honor right there. Nice, nice. It's in front of uh, an old um, Walt Disney Classics. Did a car of like. Huey, Louie, Dewey, Donald, and Daisy going to Disneyland. Oh, nice. So I have a whole bunch of like park-specific stuff right there. Now, when you say it's in the basement, do you like have a finished basement that has all this on display? Yeah. Or oh, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. know if you meant like it's in boxes in the basement. No. No, I mean, just, there's a lot of those, too. But no, not where this is. Okay, so the Walt Disney World Railroad is the first thing that we're going to really look. Well, I mean, there's the flagpole as well. Daily flag retreat, typically around 5 p.m., uh, a color guard retrieves the flag. They play, and the Dapper Dans typically sing uh, the national anthem. Now, if you are if you have a veteran in your family of the United States military, then uh, you can apply to have them like involved in the flag retreat. 
Walt Disney World Railroad. That is the first attraction you're going to see. Now, Walt loves two things, folks, nicotine and trains. Uh, no, nah, that's an oversimplification, but the guy really liked trains, all right? He really liked them. So on the first floor of the Walt Disney World Railroad, you've got maps that show real railways. Now, Walt Disney, uh, Walt Disney World purchased five trains from United Railways of Yucatan in Mexico. Uh, this was the first completed attraction of Walt Disney World, and only four of those trains ended up being used. They are the Walter E. Disney, the Lily Bell, the Roger E. Brogy, which is the first Imagineer, and the Roy O. Disney. Uh, the fifth train was considered too small to be used on the Walt Disney World Railroad, so it was uh, retired. Had to really be done first, because this is the only ride that they track. Right. On exactly. So. Uh, many of the posters in the train station, now this is really cool that I found out, they all pay homage to a number of classic Disney films. So there are Easter eggs there for fo- uh, Follow Me Boys, The Absent-Minded Professor, Pollyanna, and The Adventures of Bullwhip Griffin. There you go. Some of, the, some of the classics. Up on the second floor, they actually have working penny arcades that you can use. Like the, or are they called stereoscope? You put your, you know, you turn, you crank the thing and the pictures all move. That right, creates right. like a scene. This is also a great firework location up on the second floor there. If you can somehow map that out, get kind of in the center there, you got a straight line down Main Street USA, and it's such a great place for the fireworks. I will typically run up there real fast just to take a picture. So that same picture is in like every photo album I have, but how yeah. do you not take it's a, Come on. It's the picture location on, on yeah. the area of Main Street, 100%. All right, now we're coming down the stairs of the train station right now, and we're going to go off to the left, and we're going to kind of start going clockwise. Now, first thing you're going to notice on when, when you walk through on the left side is the popcorn vendor on that little red wagon. Now, much like in a movie theater, like a show you're going to see, like the show of the Magic Kingdom, the first thing you're going to do, Peter Mandel, is buy some popcorn. Why not? Do you get popcorn from that wagon? Is that like one of your preferred popcorn? Have. It's one of my favorites. They've typically always got the latest popcorn bucket. Um, I, 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 get dr- I get drinks from there a lot. Like, I typically will stop there for a beverage. Disney, here's an interesting factoid. Uh, Disney sells enough popcorn every year to fill Space Mountain from floor to ceiling. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? Now imagine if that was uh, carrot cake cookies. Oh, man. No, I mean, they, that could fill two space, and that could fill Spaceship right. Earth. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce building is going to be right behind the popcorn uh, stand, and that is... Uh, also known as the Main Street Galleria, it's where you can do if you're if you're doing package pickup, like if you're sending packages to the front of the park, uh, that's where you're going to pick up. They also have buttons there, so if you want like a celebrating button, birthday button, whatever, uh, anniversary, wedding, uh, you go there, and that's a nice free little souvenir that they can give you there. I always think that's sweet. Yeah, they also have some other small souvenirs there. You can get like water and stuff, also. Um, Hand sanitizer, those little things that, like, you push the button and they spin around and light up. Uh, once, this was the Main Street Art Gallery. And before that, it was actually a SunTrust Bank location. Wow. Yeah, interesting, right? There's a okay. bank in the middle of Main Street, USA. Did they only have, like, Disney dollars? <laughs> yeah, that would be funny if they did. <laughs> so SunTrust is a bank here in Florida. Right, now. So, Yeah. Uh, next to that is a covered walkway that is used for character meet and greets. Uh, typically, you'll get like you can usually get Aurora there or Snow White. Uh, that's actually where I first met Mickey Mouse when I was a kid. Was that oh, little covered cool. walkway? They used to have Mickey out there. Uh, but you can all—that's also where Santa Claus is going to be at Christmas time, and where Mr. and Mrs. Easter Bunny are going to be during Easter. Right. 
And at Christmas time, they also have a countdown to Christmas um, countdown there. Yep. And I really enjoy that. Oh, and also many, if you book a, a guided tour, whether it's Keith's the Kingdom or something like that, it will also, they usually meet there and start the tour there. Have you ever done a tour? I have not. Yeah. By the time I wanted to start doing it, the kids were little, so I've never See, actually I feel like it. as Ethan gets older, he's going to want to do like oh, he's got the Kingdom or something like that. Like That's got yeah. Ethan written all over it. He'll want to do the Animal Kingdom one, but I know because you walk over the uh, bridge, yeah. you're, you used to be a certain age, and I don't think Gabby's there yet. Yeah. Uh, next to that location is City Hall. Now, at City Hall here is Guest Relations. So this is this is a much better Guest Relations location. Uh, they have multiple right. different um, you know people that you can go see. Somebody will always be walking walking the line to see what you need. If they can take care of you right then and there, they will. And have you ever been inside to see the giant map of Walt Disney World in the in the yeah, City Hall? It's a huge braille map of Walt Disney World, and I always, just always think it's really cool. Anytime I have to go in there. Uh, next to that, you've got restrooms. So you got restrooms and benches kind of right there uh, where you can stop and sit for a spell. And then you've got the firehouse. Now, firehouse company number 71, named so for the opening year of Walt Disney World, 1971. This used to be a gift shop and used to also have a section of it that was like for, for uh, like pets where you can buy dog stuff. But now it is a Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom location. So you yeah, go, yep, you go there to get your map, your cards, which is a great free souvenir. And, uh, you know, register your magic band for Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. How many times, like, have you guys ever really played Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom? Well, so the problem is, I mean, we play it pretty much every time. But I can't really? say Every that time, we, really? Have you ever finished it? No. That's yeah. the problem. We always <laughs> kind of just start over. Right. right. Have you done all, like, have you, like, started all of the different versions yet? Like, in all the lands? If we haven't done all of them, it's pretty close. Now, there is always a question. Um, was there, is there an apartment above the firehouse the way there is in Disneyland? No, there is not. In right. Disneyland, Walt Disney's apartment was on the second floor of the firehouse. There is no such apartment there. Uh, the, they do, however, have fire department patches and fire de- like old school fire department items on display inside there as well. So while you wait to get your Sources of the Magic Kingdom cards, you can kind of peruse and look around. Next to this is the Car Barn, which is also where parades usually step off. The uh, Festival of Fantasy Parade steps on in Frontierland and then steps off in Main- on Main Street USA right there at the Car Barn. But the Car Barn is where the Main Street vehicles come from. And you can actually ride on the Main Street vehicles for free if you get there early enough. This is typically an experience that's offered in the morning. Have you ever ridden a Main Street vehicle? I have not. I want to, but you know, when you're there in the morning, you're like, go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have not, and I'm actually really upset that I haven't. Yeah. Especially the horse-drawn trolley, which is pulled by a 2,000-pound draft horse. A lot of people call them Clydesdales. They're 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 really like no, they're they're draft horses. They right. typically are known for pulling large farm equipment. Uh, but you can actually ride them, like with a saddle, not in Magic Kingdom, but I mean, like in general. Right. Uh, the Get a fast pass. Yeah, the um, they actually they live at the Tricircle D Ranch at Fort Wilderness. So if later on in the day, when all of the the trolley rides are done for the day, if you go to the Tricircle D Ranch, you can actually see the horses there at their at their horse house. That's awesome. And if you go to uh, Hoopty Doo or um, Trails End, Tricircle D Ranch is right next to it. So it's a, it's a really like quick little walk over there to to see the horses. There's also a, a main now. I mean, there's a bunch of different Main Street vehicles, but I love the Main Street Fire Engine. 
uh, designed by Ima- Disney Imagineering, and it uses a Jeep engine that's actually altered to make noises the way an old school twenties and thirties fire engine would make. Just one of those, one of those little like things that Disney just kind of injects into it. Um, of course, the main thing with the Main Street vehicles that I love is the trolley show. You know, when the the performers come and they do walking right down the middle of Main Street, USA. I, I love that song, so I could hear it all the time. Ah, uh, same, same. Uh, the Harmony Barbershop is right there. According to Disney lore, it was established in uh, 1886. It is a real working barbershop, and kids can get their first haircut there. Like, if you have a baby that's getting ready for their first haircut and you got a trip booked, you can get their first haircut in Walt Disney World, which what a cool thing. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And when you do, you can actually get, like, a. it comes, I think the first haircut package comes with a set of Mickey ears that actually say my first haircut on them. Oh, cool. Yeah. So none of your kids have ever gotten a haircut at the Harmony Barbershop, huh? No. No. Uh, Ethan, like, needed a haircut, like, three years in. He was, like, that kid. So, uh... Oh, did he eventually do it? He, well, he eventually got a haircut, but we did not get one in Disney World, despite the fact I wanted to. Uh, I can't, I can't imagine you taking a break from your vacation to be like, oh, hold on, honey, I just got to get a little taken off the top, you know, clean no. up my sideburns a little bit, <laughs> get a nice shave going. Uh, so they also will put pixie dust in your hair if you want to. Oh, okay. So you can have that done. Uh, and this is also the home of the Dapper Dance, the barbershop quartet of Main Street USA, whom I love and adore. Makes sense. They're amazing. They really are. And I love it Halloween when they become the cadaver dance. Yeah. That's always really fun. Uh, we're going to qu- the Funko Pops of them. There's Funko Pops of them? Yeah, they did a four pack of Dapper Dance. I've never seen those, but I, I do love the... Um, the the pins of Mickey, Goofy, Donald, and Pluto as the Dapper Dance. That's cool. That's really... And it comes on like a Main Street USA backdrop. I really like those. Crossing over to the square, you've got the Main Street Theater, which was formerly known as the Town Square Exposition Hall. Now, you guys know this is the place where you can meet Mickey Mouse and Tinkerbell, but this has a long and storied history to it. This is formerly known as the Kodak Camera Center. Uh, it was also home to a movie back in the day called The Walt Disney Story, which uh, was a film formerly, uh, which was a film. Now, this was, back then it was, it was known as the Gulf Hospitality House. And the Walt Disney Story film required no ride tickets to see. It was one of the only, f- quote unquote, free attractions in Walt Disney World. Now, by that I mean, Walt Disney World once had a ticketed ride system like you would at a fair. You paid a very negligible amount, maybe $5 to get admission. And then once you were in you had to get the, the tickets in order to uh, ride around. But not for the Walt Disney Story. You did not need a ticket for that. And uh, see, to me, that would be an e-ticket. But they wanted everyone to see it, so it makes Of course, sense. of course. Um, now, there's a short... The short staircase to the right was originally... Where you go into that little store over there, where there's a fuel rod station, was originally... Uh, that was where you exited the Walt Disney Story. That little shop. There was all, this was also where there, used, there was a preview center for the Western River Expedition, which was going to be a part of Thunder Mesa, which was going to be this big, huge expansion of Walt Disney World that never ended up happening. Now, this uh, preview center was hosted by an animatronic owl named Hoot Gibson, who was oh. going to be the star of, uh, of this attraction. Of course, this didn't happen. Hoot was promptly fired and uh, since then has been uh, selling blood on the black market. <laughs> Uh, we like to make fun of uh, out-of-work animatronic Owl Hoot Gibson, 
But uh, you know, he he was supposed to be the centerpiece of the Western River expansion. That just kind of and then never Kevin happened. wonders why the owls of Disney World seem to attack him. Oh, exactly! Like, this one's for hoot. <laughs> when the owl punched me in my bearded <laughs> face. Uh, after that, this became the Epcot Preview Center, and after that, it became the MGM Studios Preview Center. And you know who was the person that uh, guided you through the MGM Preview Center? Who was it? Animatronic Owl Hoot Gibson, in, complete oh, with a director man. chair. Probably sitting there like, ah, oh, I can't wait for this new park, so where do you guys want me in it? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is awkward, Hoot. I'm fired again, aren't I? Sorry, buddy. Uh, back to scooping up field mice and spitting out their bones. That's what owls do. Uh, the Walt Disney Story was closed in 1992 and eventually released on home video in 1994, though that was a very abbreviated version. Uh, now, 90, 1994, not the height of your Disney fandom, I know. But no. had it been, this would have been something you'd have picked up. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then after that, it became the 25th Anniversary Preview Center and then the Animal Kingdom Preview Center, none of which were presided over by animatronic owl and unemployment line mainstay Hoot Gibson. It's terrible. You got to think, like, you know, poor Hoot. Uh, the theater uh, was also a photography museum for a while, and then eventually it became the character meet and greet location that we all know, which also does not feature animatronic owl and, and breadline uh, recipient Hoot Gibson. Just pointing it out. To how, what, I don't know. I think I need to point out in every attraction that Hoot Gibson's <laughs> not in it. Uh, so next to the theater, you've got Tony's Town Square Restaurant, and this is the restaurant from The Lady and the Tramp. Uh, the paw prints in a heart are outside on the sidewalk, which sometimes is covered up by stroller parking, which so I always hate when that happens. Uh, <laughs> there's also a goof, a statue of Goofy sitting on a bench. It used to talk. I don't believe it does anymore. Uh, but so now Tony's Town Square originally called the Town Square Cafe from 1971 to 1989, originally sponsored by Oscar Mayer. Hmm. Yep. Do you think they sold Oscar Mayer wieners in there? I hope so. Probably not, though, because, like, everybody would just want to be one. Like, they'd be looking at the plate and be like, Why can't I be you, Oscar Mayer Wiener? Now that song's going to be in my head forever. It's either that or the Main Street song. One of these songs is getting stuck in our head. Exactly. I'd rather the Main Street song than the Oscar Mayer Wiener song at this (laughs) point. Um, My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. In July 24th, 1989, it was officially declared Tony's Town Square Restaurante. Now, have you eaten at Tony's? I did. I have as well. I, You know, people warned me away from it for years, and I thought it was fine. Yeah, me too. As far as Magic Kingdom restaurants go, like it's not really a deep well. Like, I thought that Tony's Town Square was perfectly fine. And a very acceptable chicken parmesan. Yeah, I think that's actually what I got. I'm using words like like fine and acceptable because it's not right, it's right. not wonderful. Like it's not like that's stellar. I mean, it's not Ohana, but it's also not like the Diamond Horseshoe. Right. Now you might also encounter some of the citizens of Main Street here, such as Mayor Weaver. Uh, there's also the Fire Chief. Uh, there's also socialite Hildegard Olivia Harding, who is also running for mayor. Now, Scoop Sanderson used to be here. He was the reporter, but unfortunately, his contract was not renewed several years ago. Fans tried to rally behind Scoop and, and save his position, but Disney was not having it, and he went the way of Hoot Gibson. So, the way of the Hoot. The way of the Hoot. 
The Chapeau Hat Shop is uh, next on our list. This is where you can actually get uh, Mickey ears and you get them embroidered with your name. They also sell hats. They, now, they had a phone here that you used to be able to pick up, like the old-timey phone, and hear like an old-timey party line, but the phone no longer works. Now, one window. The, now the windows of Main Street USA, you can start to see right around this area. Now, the windows all have names in them. These are the names of people that worked on the Magic Kingdom and helped build it into what it is today. Again, this is that, that concept of this is a show and this, these are your opening credits because now you're getting a sense of who built what. And uh, right above the chapeau, it says Bob Phelps, Taylor to the Presidents. That is for uh, Bob Phelps, who designed all of the costumes for the presidents in the Hall of Presidents. That is a job. There is also a checkerboard outside the Chapeau Hat Shop, which is just a real checkerboard that you could actually sit down and play at. Now, Peter Mandel, are you taking time out of your Disney vacation to sit down and play checkers? Unlikely. I actually sat there during the Festival of Fantasy Parade one time, and it was really nice. Oh, yeah? Yeah, nobody was sitting there, so... <clears throat> now, um, Roy O. Disney's um, window is also above this area. As we continue to walk uh, toward the center of Main Street USA, you might start smelling some stuff. Good stuff, not like stuff the horse left behind. Right, right. Um, and we're talking about the Main Street Confectionery. Now, this is a store I know you go to. Yeah, of course. This is such a great. And so now the the smell outside, by the way, folks, that's not real. Those the the wafting smell that like like a cartoon like like goes up your nose and carries you as you float into the door. Well, it is a real smell. It's a real I mean, smell, but it's you're not, not smelling the candy it. inside. Disney's pumping that smell out to get you to go inside. Right. Inside, you can see them making different versions of candy and fudge. Do you ever, like... I, I could see your kids being, like, completely enamored by the people that are behind the glass wall making the candy apples. And it is fun to watch. It is super fun to watch, and they're usually really, really kind and nice, and they'll give you a nice smile and a hello as you watch them do what they do. Uh, now, the... Um, the confectionery is actually attached to the Chapeau Hat Shop and the Main Street Cinema because all of these stores are connected to one another. Right. Much like the Emporium is, but that is one store. Uh, now, the Main Street Confectionery was once the was once the ca- the Polaroid Camera Center. You can get your your camera repaired there. You can buy a new camera. You can buy film. After that, it was the Kodak Camera Center, and then it became the Main Street Confectionery. Now, one thing you're going to notice as we start to head down Main Street USA is that the architecture is going to change as you move. Basically, you're moving through time. Like It, it starts like in the 1800s, and you start getting more turn-of-the-century architecture as you move forward. So that's a fun little thing to notice, that like the street ages as you go down it. Right. <clears throat> the Main Street Cinema Shop uh, used to actually be a Main Street Cinema. They used, used to be an attraction where they would show short movies, uh, which includes Steamboat Willie. And this was a B-ticket attraction at the, t- at the time, and then it became an A-ticket attraction. Now it is an artwork store. Before it was that, it was the Virtual Magic Kingdom Center. Because remember they used to have that game, the Virtual Magic Kingdom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Until 2007 they had that, and then they got rid of it. Uh, after that is the watch shop, which, I mean, I think it still sells some watches, but now it's mostly like handbags and dresses. You could actually find the entire collection from Cherry Tree Lane at Disney Springs and in this shop, which is good because they actually moved Cherry Tree Lane in the co-op, and it's in a much smaller location now. They switched the, um, I think they switched it with the art, um, the art shop. So then you got that alleyway there, 
and people are always fascinated with this alleyway. It's called East Center Street. Right. And there's nothing really down there. They've got the silhouette artist right there. But if you go down the alleyway and listen, you can hear the music. Uh, the like, There's like a dance studio and music uh, lessons. And you can hear like a kid singing scales. You can hear people dancing. It's just one of those little hidden magical moments. After that is the crystal shop. Don't break anything in there. They have an engraved hand-blown glass items. This actually used to be the Main Street Christmas shop. Huh, there I didn't was, know that. Yeah, there was once a Christmas shop there. <clears throat> and then I guess they moved it to, you know, Liberty Square. <clears throat> Next to that is the Main Street Bakery, which used to just be a Main Street Bakery. Now it is mostly a Starbucks location. However, it's not just a Starbucks location because they do still have Main Street Bakery style, like, pastries and stuff. I got a giant donut in the shape of Mickey Head. Um... You know, they've got the Mickey Cake Pops. They've got a whole bunch of really cool things. They don't have the second greatest snack in all of Walt Disney World, the carrot cake cookie. No, they don't. Because they're all inside of Space Shipper. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> Space Mountain. <laughs> uh, they used to have something called a hot French toast loaf in there. Okay. I have never had this. I've never experienced it. But if you have, folks, and you have a picture of it, I need to know what this is. Because it sounds awesome. Then we've got the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor. Have you ever stopped for ice cream here? We go there every, once a trip. It's my every wife's trip. Like wow. preferred snack. So once every trip, we have to stop and get ice cream sundaes. It's the one thing that she actually wants. Do you get the kitchen sink ice cream sundae or just a regular no, ice cream sundae? Because everyone's tastes are a little different. Okay. So we typically all get our own thing. Now, this is not the kitchen sink we were talking about before from Beaches and Cream. This no. is a much smaller kitchen sink and it comes in like a in like a, a really cool souvenir bowl that looks like Mickey's pants, but it is also a kitchen sink. Um, right. <clears throat> now, it was only been known as the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor since 1993. Before that, it was called Borden's Ice Cream Parlor. And before that, and then after that, it was the Seal Test Ice Cream Parlor. So there you go. little history for you of the Plaza right. Ice Cream. Then they got the Plaza Restaurant. Uh, as you go into the main hub and make a, and hang a right, there's a restaurant right there, the Plaza Restaurant, which is often overlooked, I think, by a lot of people. A lot of people forget that the Plaza Restaurant's there. Um, have you ever eaten at the Plaza Restaurant? I have not. I like it. It's it's especially nice if you, like, so my friends TJ and Erica and I timed it wherein we were going to the Christmas party that night. And so right at the beginning of the party, we had a reservation for the Plaza Restaurant. So we sat there, we ate, we had a great view of the castle, and we watched the um, the castle lighting from there. Oh, that's cool. It's a small restaurant, so you're like right. it, it doesn't have a lot of like seating. But uh, this the Plaza Restaurant is one of the place one of the few places on property where you can get a real good restaurant quality burger. Okay. And if, of course, you can get ice cream there. It's famous for its banana split. And uh, all right, now we're gonna go back down the uh, street and we're gonna go back up on the other side, and that is all the Emporium. Storyline wise, oh. yep. What? <laughs> It's all the important. It's all the important. Didn't it wasn't always though, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, it was not. Uh, so founded, storyline wise, founded in 1863. Did you know that the Emporium is actually based on has a connection to a Disney movie? Hmm, okay. The backstory is that the Emporium is owned by Osh Popham from Disney's old movie Summer Magic. Okay. So it's actually connected to a Disney IP. I did not ever know that before today. That's interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, so the display windows are always my favorite thing outside the contemporary where you got like the Aladdin and the Beauty and the Beast and Pocahontas in the in, and then at Christmas time they change it to Mickey's Christmas Carol. You get Scrooge with each of the right. each of the ghosts. They're they're so cool. Yeah, I always and they move. It, it's just so, it's so neat. Such a cool like picture uh, opportunity as well. <clears throat> now inside the Emporium, you got mugs, you've got candy, you've got stuffed animals, you've got apparel, you've got jewelry, you've got everything. This is the ultimate Disney store. Pete will probably argue mouse gear, but I mean like it, it's just a massive store. Now there used to be a lot of people wonder like oh you know you've got the East Center Street alleyway there why why is there no West Center Street? Well, there right. was a West Center Street. Back in, um, before 2001, there was another alleyway there, West Center Street. It was removed in 2001 to expand the Emporium. The Harmony Barbershop used to be there. Huh. They've moved it since then. There was also a Hallmark card shop and a store called Disney Clothiers. There was also a greenhouse where you can buy plants and flowers, a clock shop where you can get watches and wall clocks, and uh, the new addition to the Emporium, where all this went away, uh, storyline-wise, happened in 1901, which is funny because it opened in 2001, so it kind of connects. Um, there are architecture changes as you go through the Emporium that kind of pay homage. There's even a large mural in the back of where West Center Street used to be that has 1901 on it, paying homage to what West Center Street was. And, of course, as you go down this way, uh, you'll find the cast member door outside honoring all cast members, past, present, and future. Now, right in this area also used to be the Penny Arcade, which was merged um, around 1995 into the Main Street Athletic Club. There was also the House of Magic, which sold magic tricks and puzzles, which also closed in 1995 to become part of the Main Street Athletic Club. The sign has since returned on Main Street. As you go down the... Right. That part of the Emporium still says House of Magic, even though it's there's not a magic shop inside. <clears throat> now, also in this area, there was a tobacconist. Huh. There was a tobacco store. It sold tobacco by the pouch, cigars, and hand-carved pipes. Interesting. This, it closed in 1985 and became a stationery shop. And then 10 years later, the stationery shop... I'm sorry. After the stationery shop became a bookshop... And then in 1995, the book the bookstore was absorbed by the Main Street Athletic Company, which was then absorbed by the Emporium in 2001. So, I mean, really, it sounds like the Main Street Athletic Company was pretty big. Right. And I've probably been in it at some point, but I just don't remember. Now, tobacco, obviously, is no longer sold anywhere on Disney property, and that has been the case since the late 80s. Uh, now we've got Casey's Corner, established in 1888. Opening day, this was, this was an opening day uh, Main Street eatery, but back then it was called the, Cola Co- the Coca-Cola Refreshment Corner. Sells so Cracker Jacks, hot dogs, and corn dog nuggets. Uh, I love the themed hot dogs they have here, don't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so good. They have had mac and cheese dogs there. Pulled, this used to be where you can get the barbecue slaw dog. Now, listen, you know I'm not a crazy, like, sweets person. So there was a time where all, you know, my wife and my two kids all got ice cream sundaes. Right. And I'm like, listen, I'm just going to go over here and get a hot dog. Right. if we're all going to get snacks, like, I'd rather one of these. I can remember that like it was yesterday. And your snack was one of the big, huge, giant hot dogs, right? Yeah, of course. I missed the barbecue slaw dog. They moved it over to Hollywood Studios. It's now called, like, the Carolina dog or something like that over there. 
but they they rotate in and out the um, the different themed hot dogs. Uh, I really, you know, the 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 unsung hero. Actually, it's pretty sung. Is the um, the corn dog nuggets? Yeah, I, like I love nuggets. those corn dog nuggets. There's nothing better than like right when you're waiting for like uh, fireworks, get a bag of corn dog nuggets, yep. sit on the hub grass, like. That's amazing. Oh, I love it. It makes me want to be there right now. Obviously, Casey's Corner is themed to ballparks. Uh, it is, you know, the mighty Casey is that, um, you know, that old um, poem that it's based off of. Right. You know, mighty Casey has struck out. Um, the seating area, the indoor seating area that always smells like ketchup, used to be a part of the Penny Arcade, and it used to have a movie screen inside that showed Mickey and Goofy sports-based cartoons. Which there are a lot of. I don't like to uh, sit inside that area, though. I like the outdoor seating area because I like listening to the piano player. Yeah. So you got the old-timey ragtime piano player. And dude, those piano players have been there forever. Yep. It's like that same guy has been there for at least 20 years. Uh, but the piano... Now, this piano has a backstory. It was a gift from Mickey to Minnie for the 50th anniversary of Disneyland. Wow, who knew? Uh, us, apparently, now. Uh, but the piano is special because it's treated, all of the hammers inside are treated with liquid plastic to okay. give it that honky-tonk sound. Because as cool. you yeah, as you play it, the, the liquid plastic allows the hammers to bounce off the strings e- more easily. After this, you're going to have a little garden, which is where the first aid area is. And I believe there's also a restroom right there. Now, the first, have you ever had to go to the first aid station? Uh, luckily, no. I've had to go not like for anything serious, but maybe like I, I needed a band aid, or like I needed ibu- like I, if I if you have a really bad headache, like I've gone to the first aid station and gotten ibuprofen before. I have heard you can get that there. Yeah, that I was really thankful for because there was this one time, man, I was in Magic Kingdom, and just the worst migraine hit me, and like it was like debilitating, and the only way I was able to like get through what I was doing was to go get some ibuprofen. Right, it was horrible. Um, but, you know, they have these first aid locations in every park. Next to that, the Crystal Palace. Your wife's favorite breakfast. Love Crystal Palace. What is the what is the must-get at the Crystal Palace breakfast? Because for me, like, I've never been to the Crystal Palace for breakfast. I've only done dinner there. What? I've only done dinner. The puffed French toast is like the signature dish. Right. Yeah, I've never had it. I've always heard tale of this French toast, and I've never had Why it. Why would you not do it for breakfast? Because my fa- I don't. I haven't gone since I since like like I was a kid, like I was eighteen, and so um, my dad really liked going there for dinner. We went there our first night for dinner, and loved it so much. We ended up going back at the end of the trip when we like had a free night. Like they had a reservation available, so we took it. But yeah, I love I love the Crystal Palace. It's, it's pricey though. It is. Yeah, but still only one dining credit, right? True. On the dining plan. Yep. Of course. Now the Crystal Palace is the architecture is inspired by the San Francisco Conservatory of Flowers. Inside, you've got a buffet quote with character. So you're meeting up with Winnie the Pooh and friends. So it's Pooh, it's Piglet, it's Eeyore, it's Tigger. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, I really love the Winnie the Pooh and friends made out of flowers right in the, like right in the beginning. That's so, so nice. Now Crystal Palace is a very interesting thing. So from main street, you can see this beautiful Victorian veranda. As you move toward Adventureland, the porch disappears and your only view of the Crystal Palace as you move further along that bridge is striped green awnings and overgrown trees. 
And that's also where the music fades from right. the, like, put on your Sunday clothes, it's lots of fun, to, like, the Adventureland. Because a lot of the um, music that plays in uh, uh, Main Street USA is, like, old-timey Broadway stuff. Yep. Hello, Dolly, um, Oklahoma, stuff like that. All shows that I've done. Now we have this. Finally, we've arrived at the central hub of of uh, the Magic Kingdom, the center point of the entire Magic Kingdom, the place where all of the Magic Kingdom spra- uh, sprawls out of. So the Magic Kingdom is just, um, designed as a, on a hub and spoke design. So you have a central hub, and you have different spokes for all the lands that kind of come off of it, um, which makes it very easy to get around and know where things are. You know, you've got that kind of thing for Magic Kingdom. Hollywood Studios, a little bit more random. Epcot is pretty straightforward. Animal Kingdom, they're like, good luck! And boot you, <laughs> they boot you in there. <laughs> um, the, uh, but in the center, of course, the partner statue, uh, created by Imagineer Blaine Gibson, who actually came out of retirement to create this statue. Awesome. Do you know, I was shocked at this. I assumed that the partner statue had been around since the opening of the park. Okay. June 19th, 1995. I believe that. I, I thought this had been a mainstay forever. Like, the, you're oh. telling me the first time I went to Walt Disney World, there was no partner statue. I know. Crazy, right? Yeah. <clears throat> now, there are also statues of, all, of other characters all over the place. You've got, like, a Br'er Rabbit. You've got a Dumbo. You've got a Goofy. You've got Chip and Dale. Um, I think there's a Donald. I'm not 100% sure. But then you've got my favorite place on Main Street USA, and that is the Hubgrass. I love the Hubgrass. You ever just sit and chill on the Hubgrass? I never do. Well, I mean, you're usually go, 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 but, like, when I, sometimes when I go, I'll read a book on the Hubgrass, I'll, like, have a little picnic on the Hub, like, I'll get food from Casey's, but I won't sit at a table, I'll bring it to the Hubgrass just to, like, eat on the Hubgrass. I like to watch um, fireworks from there. I'm all about that Hubgrass life. Yeah, multi-purpose Hubgrass, right? All about that Hubgrass life. Uh, there used to be an attraction right here in the hub. Did you know that? Huh. What? The Plaza Swan Boats. Oh, that's right. I did know that. Ran from 1973 to 1983. It was a 17 minute round trip guided tour, uh, which boarded over by Tomorrowland, went into Adventureland, and then back around underneath the uh, castle moat. Yep. So there, the boats all bore the names of Disney fairies as well, like Flora Fauna and Meriwether. And this is marked by a swan-shaped topiary that still pays homage to this original attraction. There's also that sea serpent topiary there, which I love. It's very cool. Oh, so, so cool. Now, um, on either side of the main hub, you've got a pair of snack locations. They have things like churros and pretzels, and and there's a soda fountain there, too. So if you want just, like, regular tap water, you can get that there. And they don't charge you for it. Um, and then finally, closing out our tour, there it is, towering over us, Peter Mandel, the majestic Cinderella Castle. And that is where we end the first part of our Around the World tour. Oof, tired. Right? Seriously. Right? Like, it, that was a lot. But do you know more about Main Street USA now than you did yeah, 20 minutes ago? I love it. Awesome. Yep. That was my goal. Uh, so I checked in with our friends around the world and I wanted to know 
what is your favorite part of Main Street USA? And here's what some of them had to say. Thomas Alex just says smell. I like that. Short and to the point. Uh, Nathan Dunbar says the lights and fake snow at Christmas with the music. That's amazing. Yeah, that's solid. I love Main Street at Christmas. Like, first of all, Main Street at Christmas is decorated so amazingly. But when you're at the Christmas party and it starts snowing, like, forget about it. That's that's like top notch. Can't be beat. Um, <clears throat> now, what about um, the Halloween decorations on Main Street? Those are always great, too. Love it. It typically only is Halloween on Main Street throughout most of the day until not so scary starts. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to do the other areas. Ryan Campbell says the smell of popcorn at the entrance, the arrival of the train to the station, the plaza restaurant, the excitement and emotion of people rounding the corner near the Emporium and the hat shop, seeing the castle for the first time. Craig McFarland says the little side street, hardly anyone goes down there. The caricature wagon does make it a bit busier, but there's a window advertising tap lessons and vocal lessons. You can hear those lessons going on. It's an example of the absolutely incredible amount of detail in the parks. So, yeah, it's like we talked about on East Central Street. Uh, Our friend Becky Adams says this right here and showed a picture of the door uh, to the casting agency. Sarah Coyle says the smell and the balloons. Uh, Natalie Nicole Wells says the trolley show gives you those good feelings and a song in your step. Michael Bass says coming out of the tunnel, you get that Main Street USA reveal is when you really get the I'm home feeling. Libby McManus says the smells. Zachary Adams says taking a gander at all the upper floor windows, reading all the names and hobbies of the amazing Imagineers that created the park. The pre-show credits, if you will. Justin Little says I miss Steamboat Willie. Rest in peace, Main Street Cinema. Also miss the magic shop. Man, he's been going for a while, if he knows those things. Yeah, seriously. Laura Ferguson says the Dapper Dans. Shelley Bloom Ziegler says as you walk through the tunnel under the train station and come out into the plaza, you feel the years and real-world stress melt away. You feel like you're growing younger with every step you take. Looking at the faraway castle, the bunches of balloons, and hear that wonderful music. It's bliss. Jim Rotnofsky. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, Jim. It's become somewhat of a family tradition at the very end of the night to grab an ice cream cone at the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor on the way out. Pat Call Campbell says the Dapper Dams. Donna Michelli or Michelli says love Dapper, love the Dapper Dams and horse drawn carriage. Really love the music, but let's not forget the view of the castle. And finally, uh, Stephen Chinichi, which Stephen, you've been commenting forever, and I always feel like I say your name wrong. If I'm saying it wrong, please correct me. He says there's nothing like the music on Main Street. He's right. He is right. Main Street USA is one of a kind. So, anything else you want to add about Main Street tonight? You know, it's funny. Like Main Street is both a place of you know excitement because you're you're starting your day there, right? But I mean, how many times have you walked down Main Street? I mean, just wiped. Yes, I mean, at the end of the day, you're wiped when you go. Down right, Main you're Street. just wiped. Like yeah. I mean, like you're walking down Main Street and you know you've done your Disney job good that day because you are like barely making it down Main Street. You're not even, you're like, you're just seeing the exit at that point. You're right. you're just like, like uh, forget all these windows and this animatronic owl that's trying to get me excited about a thing that's never going to happen. <laughs> um, you're just, can we go through the Emporium? No! Two <laughs> very different Main Street experiences. Yes, same day. 100%. Uh, you know, I feel bad for people that just walk through Main Street and don't stop and appreciate it, though. 
like yeah. you really can get a sense of like the history of the parks and the, like because some people are like how can you get a whole show out of Main Street USA I'm like how can you only get one show out of it right right like it's so amazing and and packed with with just information and history I love it so much <sighs> all right well anything else no well, I then, think you, we said enough well then that's gonna do it for two minutes and a half this week folks thank you for joining us on step one of our world tour uh, join us next week when we continue starting at Cinderella Castle moving through the castle into Fantasyland we're gonna be going to old world Europe we're gonna be exploring the fantastical fantasy that is Fantasyland love it I'm so excited for this one uh, so folks if you love our buddy Peter Mandel who loves it as, as he just said uh, go make sure to check him out at Rogue Comics over there at 105 North Union Avenue Cranford, New Jersey 07016 or check out RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World Disneyland Disney Cruise Adventures by Disney Universal Orlando Resort or any Disney property Throughout the known world, check out our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. And if you want some extra Dave Weikert into your trip, print out a picture of him. Put it on a stick. Have Flat Dave <laughs> company you around the parks. Uh, flat Dave. Flat Dave. Um, and if you're renting a Cripper Stroller, make sure you uh, remember our friends over at Kingdom Strollers. Uh, please give them a, uh, a holler. They'll rent you a Cripper Stroller and deliver it right to your Disney resort. And for me, folks... Please check out um, my books, the Ross and Auntie series, Winters of Elnora, Birth of the Dark Angel, all available on Amazon.com. You can check out my other podcast, The Geek Watchtower, uh, where me and Dave Swan are always talking nerdy things or watching the big bad Beetleborgs or something crazy like that. So check that out. And of course, the Morty Monster YouTube channel. How can we forget our friend Morty, who has many videos up there exploring Main Street USA. Uh, so if you're hankering for even more Main Street, you can check out some of the videos up there. He's got a bunch of videos of Main Street at um, uh, Christmas time. So if you want to get a real sense of the Christmas decorations, go check out what Morty's up to. Uh, and uh, folks, uh, that's going to do it this week. Thank you so much for joining us this and every week. Pete, any closing words? On to Fantasyland. On to fa- onward to Fantasyland. Please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.